0: Hello and welcome to Change How You're Animated, a twice monthly dark humour podcast on how to reduce anxiety and stress. My name is Martin and I will be guiding you through a whole variety of whimsical exercises and beliefs present in this world. In this episode, I will be discussing Stoicism, what it is, and whether it can be used to help reduce anxiety and stress. Right, let's begin. I'd like to commence with a short breathing exercise. Close your eyes, relax your arms in your lap or by your side, whichever makes you feel most at ease. Breathe in slowly through your nose, gathering the clear air around you and transporting it through your body in search of revitalization. Follow this intake with exhalation, a drawn out response nearing a sigh. As you extract the remnants of your conversion process undesirable to your veins and arteries. Feel your feet planted firmly on the floor. Experience the contact you have with the world and how impactful this allows you to be. Slowly lift each leg from the floor. Feel your instability rise. Control your movement. Recenter your balance. You are in control. Breathe in. Breathe out. You are always in control. Imagine you are a bubble, that you are no longer in contact with the ground because you are floating without aim high into the sky, passing first the birds doting on their young, then gliding higher in the airflow alongside the tips of trees that tower above skyscrapers. Do not forget where you came from but there is no need to look back down at it. Breathe in, and breathe out. You have left the ground now. You are floating. You are free. Allow your mind to think what it wants, as and when it wants to. You are your mind, and in order to reduce any stress and anxiety currently in your life, you must first grasp who you are, and how you are thinking presently. Is it fear that you immediately face? Is it laughter? Maintain your steady, relaxed and contemplative breaths. As your bubble reaches the height of a plane, there is no longer enough pressure to hold it together. Your bubble pops. Tiny droplet remnants of your ascension remain as you scatter. Lower your legs and regain your contact with the ground. Feel your feet planted firmly on the floor. You are calm. You do not need to be a bubble in order to achieve freedom. Freedom is dispensable to you at any moment you require it. Do not fear the bubbles shattering. This is your next stage. As you keep those deep breaths going, open your eyes. Feel the stress and anxiety weaker than when this began. You are relaxed and in control. Right, make yourself comfortable. So, just what is Stoicism? Accredited to Zeno, an ancient Greek philosopher, from back in the days where thinking itself was a job that required only a small following of students to mentor, Stoicism started as a school of philosophy. Stoicism rose from the founding ideas and morals of the cynics. Not just a bunch of people who hate everything, quite the opposite actually. Where peace of mind, with an emphasis given to living at virtue with nature and the surrounding environment was prominent. Now, schools are the place where ideas are born to die, one thought crushed by the truth, which later is revealed only to be a guess at fact anyways. However, in those times, school was a place thriving with ideas, and conflicting theories. Stoicism was a teaching that mused with the idea of avoiding deception and reducing life down to its core values. Of course, many people have this internal definition associated with Stoicism, of an emotionless person, devoid of meaning and interaction, refusing at all cost to display emotion of any sort. This, as many things are, is a common misconception. In fact, Stoicism is mental training to decrease negative thoughts and futile dissatisfaction until they are almost eliminated, whilst building up positive emotions and thoughts into a cheerful little overflowing piggy bank. Stoicism does not have a defined end goal. That is not the point to its teaching. In many pieces of literature surrounding Stoicism, the exact opposite is true, stating that the best Stoics are those who are still developing their techniques in their own life learning from any mistakes or slips, and then using this knowledge in the advancement of their cause. One of the main aspects present in Stoicism is the idea that in order to live a complete and meaningful life, you must first observe how you think, mastering any thoughts that claim you are dissatisfied and altering them to a more positive outlook. This may sound difficult at first, alien even. There are many jokes about Stoics, such as, a man set alight his Stoic friend's hair, but the Stoic replied in joy. This of course would not be the case. A Stoic, just like any normal individual, would run around the place screaming that their hair was on fire until a solution was found. The difference in mindset comes after the event during reflection. Where a less peaceful person would inflict blame upon their friend for having set their hair on fire, a Stoic would take it in their stride to find forgiveness and not to dwell on what is in the past it isn't something they control. And they would maybe even reframe the situation to something more positive such as, Now I don't need a haircut ever again, so I won't have to feel awkward in a barber's chair. Certainly this is on the obscure and over amplified end of a stoic's philosophy, but the idea applies in much a similar way. The idea at its core is no longer to search for happiness or meaning, but to create your own with what you are given. After all, Each goal once fulfilled is just switched out for the next, and week by week you discover that your happiness does not always come from completed goals, because you are in the constant state of wanting more. Stoicism is an attempt to eradicate this, and by learning to make the things you already have into your goal, you will find that you can be happy without always having to strive for greatness. You still can put effort into goals, but you will end up happy every step of the way. You must learn that you are spoilt with what you have already, whether that be a working set of legs, the latest smartphone, or even just a place to sleep at night. You may want to view this as a bonus that many other people simply do not have access to. In this way, you are able to see that you need no more than what you have to be happy, as happiness has never been about possessions, but how you look at the possessions that are yours already to your advantage. It may seem immediately blunt or self-centered to want to view yourself as better than other people, but this thought the other way round is exactly what's causing your discomfort. There is a constant longing at your end to be as good as this other person, to want to live their life and then constantly feeling like a failure as you are many steps behind them. So why not partake in this activity a new way round? See yourself as the success you already are. Indeed, next time you look at yourself in the mirror, say these words aloud. I am a successful person. This is already beginning to sound like a much cheerier outlook on life, right? So, how exactly can this help with anxiety? Well, that's a very good question. For a start, this self-aggrandizing nature of motivation is a magnificent boost for confidence, but there is much more to be found from the Stoic teachings. One great example is to take all your current worries involving the future, present or past and separate them into two categories. Things you can control, and those you can't. It's easy in this mass media age we live in to see a constant stream of negativity on the internet or television dictating to us the next disastrous terrorist attack or catastrophe, all of which can make us feel extremely insignificant and weak. I myself fall victim to such worries. And it becomes difficult to find the motivation to live in a world filled with so much hatred and violence. What's got to be realised is that events and catastrophes in foreign countries, or even occasionally in your own, are outside of your field of influence. This means you should not worry about them one bit. They are completely out of your control. All you can do is influence what is within your field. Make the decisions that are right for you. Stand up for your beliefs and you will be safe in the knowledge that you have done everything you can. Another example is not to be taken in by health scares or worries and instead to make the most of what you have at hand. To live the healthiest lifestyle at your disposal and not to feel remorse if you do not stick to a regimen. It is your life and you should be happy in everything you do. There is no room to feel guilt at the hand of rules you created yourself, there's just no logic to it. Stoics also try to expand their comfort zone out of the usual. This can be done in small stages, such as owning less things, accessing the internet less often, or even in bigger leaps, such as living on the streets for a week, or throwing away half of your possessions. Some of these ideas may sound ridiculous, but when you get to the core of them, you can see that they are a preparation of sorts that allow you to expand your comfort zone and allow you to be ready for anything thrown your way. It is all well and good to build yourself a stable pillar of life from the people you surround yourself with, the living conditions you are in currently. But if that changed suddenly, you would find your pillar much weaker. If instead, you see what you already have as being above and beyond what anyone needs, then when or if circumstances change, you will be able to accept them and there would be no need for worry. This requires a lot of dedication and practice, but the more often you make attempts at widening your comfort zone, the easier it becomes to enjoy the life you are currently in. It's very difficult to break the habit of negativity and to replace it with a more positive outlook, especially when you are thrown into less than ideal situations. However, if you view yourself leaning towards discomfort over something small in the grand scheme of things, then it is most likely better to change how you are seeing this event. Let me run you through a quick example. Say you're running late for a bus. It took you longer than you'd anticipated to get ready this morning, and now you find you'll only make the bus if you run for it. This would mean working up a sweat, and on your way to a job interview, that is less than ideal. It would be so easy in this situation to get angry, to run for the bus and have it drive past you as you're soaked. However, if you reframe this situation immediately, it can become much more positive. This gives you an example of what not to do next time, to realise that you should have worked earlier, and to learn from your mistakes. Also, the experience can also help you in the moment as well. After all, there's another bus in 20 minutes, and even though that will make you late to your interview, everyone has missed a bus at some point, so there's no point in rushing when maybe you subconsciously went slowly because you don't want the job anyway. It's easy to get angry at small things, But if you view them in a different light, you'll soon find it much easier to be positive. There's an extreme this could be taken to. Say you're insulted by someone. They're shouting at you for something you've done wrong. It's easy to shout back, to engage in an argument and to work yourself up. This isn't fun or happy though, and it's a situation better off avoided. Therefore, if you look at this from the perspective of a stoic, there is something quite profound. After all, there are only two things an insult could be. The first is that it's untrue. In this case, there's no reason to be affected by it whatsoever. You shouldn't take offense as you are aware this isn't the truth. There's no need to argue with them over what is true or what isn't because you shouldn't require their validation if all they're doing is insulting you. The second may be harder to grasp initially, which is if the insult is true. It will take time and dedication to achieve, but after some practice it will become second nature to view this in a more positive light, as an aspect of yourself upon which you can improve. Say you were being shouted at for being late to the interview. Yes, you were late, and yes, you could have changed that. See it as something to improve on rather than something to argue about, and you will be a step closer to the internal happiness at the heart of Stoicism. What you should take away from this, if anything, is that Stoics let their reasoning and logic outweigh their initial emotions, suppressing the outburst of others by changing the way they see the world and turning negatives into positives, or simply, things to improve upon. This will, given time, reduce your anxiety and stress, as you'll have no need to chase goals to seek validation in the world. Everything other than what you have already is a bonus, and what you have already is exceptional. Thank you so much for listening to episode 1 of Change How You're Animated. I would love it if you could share, give feedback, or even join in the conversation. I've been Martin, I will always be Martin, and that is all I need to be happy. Thank you.